Hey there, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the December 13th edition. Three things for today as usual. The first one is a story about an amazing old student of mine and how I wish I could have communicated better with her and what I learned in trying to tell her something. The second thing, three quotes for today featuring Stephen Pressfield, Bruce Lee, and a Zen Buddhist monk that writes clearly so that even I can understand. And the final thing, five things I'd like my parents to do to take care of their health. And maybe it's relevant to elderly people in your household as well. So, Let's get on with it. So the first one is, as I mentioned, about an old student of mine. This happened a few years ago, but this has stuck in my head for, well, ever. We'll call her MS. MS is about 40 years old. She's a mom and She has an extremely busy day, right? It is how most of us uh, live our uh, days today. But when you are taking care of other people, well, the less you control your day. So once the kids are up until they are in bed, she's running around, taking care of their needs, putting them first. So she'd come to train with me before the rest of the household was awake. And she'd get to hang out with her husband and get to do her own thing only after the kids went to bed. Sure, there are snatches of the day in between where there is free time, but it's so split up that it's not really a a reasonable chunk to you know, sit back and relax and do what one would like to do. And even though she had such a crazy day, there was never a shortage of intent, of motivation. Showing up was her thing. Always would show up. Always would give it her best. And It was not until later that I realized that she was sacrificing even sleep to push herself at the gym. I'll get to that in a bit. So a couple of quarters of training uh, and we test. Every quarter we test to see where things are. Okay, It's just how benchmarking works. And we tested push-ups and she did about 25 amazing rock solid flow push-ups. Just brilliant reps. Like not half-assing them half the way through or you know quarter reps, none of that nonsense. Just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant reps. So here is this person, amazingly strong, doing something that, I don't know, 0.01% of uh, women can do and maybe you know 0.1% of men can do which is 25 good looking push-ups 
and yeah she was that strong and that good when she put her heart into it and i spoke with her about her health which was you know sleep more and she did because she knew that would get her closer to her goals but there was always a lack of celebration there was always a lack of but i can do more but this can be better that can be better and i do recognize that as as somebody who is prone to a lot of self criticism even in the way that i describe myself i recognize this but this was a few years ago and i was not armed uh to communicate properly with her which again as another student of mine pointed out is possibly self criticism to an extreme degree of myself but let's get back to the story what is the point of what i'm trying to trying to say here as somebody personally who is unable to take a compliment i realize that people like me and ms sometimes need to just stop and recognize the cool things that we do okay while high standards are great having unrealistic expectations harms us sometimes they are too far out sometimes our lives are not ready for the effort that we need to put in in her case effort was brilliant and sometimes we keep moving the goal posts when we get closer to what we said was our goal maybe a year back we move it we make it we push it further and say now that's my goal and we don't even stop and celebrate when we get to this now think about this the person who finishes dead last in the 100 meter olympic finals is still the eighth fastest person in the world eighth fastest person in the world even though technically they finished last get what you will out of that so similarly just having unrealistic expectations and changing goals doesn't work too well for us in her head she wanted to go somewhere and she was not able to see what she was already doing she was a great student i wish i could take credit for those 25 pushups but i would say 24 of those came from her and my contribution is one eminently coachable just a just a joy to work with right she moved great she had fun she had a great set of uh friends in class but this crazy level of strength did not check off all the boxes that she wanted now i am biased towards health and fitness and as somebody who is not a uh, an aesthetics coach and as somebody who unfortunately is not that enamored by aesthetics beyond a point like i want to look good but i am lazy to look like how the supposedly uh, people look on uh, social media or how our celebrities look and 
So I failed to recognize certain things that she wanted. I think my job as a strength coach is just to get people strong. And there is a far right in the continuum. And I just want us to keep moving right. And we can't, it is infinite how far right we can go. So and we need to be able to stop somewhere and be happy. And as you can see, maybe I'm not that clear even today about what I would like to say to MS and in a way what I would like to say to me. Except, you know, we need to take time, we need to stop, smell the roses, look at our achievements, see how far we've come, not be satisfied with it or not sit on our ass with it, but celebrate this. So celebrate your successes more, real ones. You have a lot of them. Be kinder to yourself. The gym is not a scorecard. Life is not, you know, a scoreboard. And even if we did keep, keep track for MS, it leads 25 push-ups, which is a pretty awesome scoreboard, really. I think sometimes we might gain a lot by looking at ourselves from somebody else's eyes. And finally, strength is underrated. So all of this, I would love to tell MS today. You're amazingly strong. On top of a strength pace, you can do anything you want. But I think this larger thing applies to a whole lot of us. In fact, as I speak about this, I realize how many of this is applicable to me. So that's the first thing I'm going to do once I'm done with this. Just take stock about where I am not doing exactly what I'm telling MS. I hope this was of some benefit to you. Thank you for listening. On to the three quotes. And they all center about effort versus results and things like that. Okay, so why don't we get going with that? If resistance couldn't be beaten, there would be no Fifth Symphony, no Romeo and Juliet, no Golden Gate Bridge. Defeating resistance is like giving birth. It seems absolutely impossible until you remember that women have been pulling it off successfully with support and without for 50 million years. Stephen Pressfield. Uh, Pressfield's The War of Art was the slap in the face I needed. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book for uh, people like me who hide behind labels like I am lazy, I procrastinate, I always do things in the last minute. And yeah, whether... Even, even whether to publish this post or to start a blog, who's going to read it? All of these questions I put to rest only after I read his book. It was a jolt, and I love, love, love reading quotes from his work. If you're somebody who struggles with similar issues, highly recommend The War of Art. It is a slap in the face, but... 
sometimes we all could use a good slap in the face. The second quote by Bruce Lee, the point is the doing of them rather than the accomplishments. There is no actor but the action. There is no experiencer but the experience. Effort over results, journey over destination, do the work. It's not about you, but the work. These are things I keep repeating, my, repeating to myself and keep trying to get more interesting, creative work done. Statements like this, quotes like this are what help me put this out there every week, even though there's, you know, five people listening. But there is real value into doing this because I can see my thoughts start to get clearer and clearer every time I do this. And there is a fun to doing this as well. So, and I'm not even going to get into the second part. I'm vaguely kind of sort of only sure what he means, but I'm not going to opine. Maybe you know better and I'd love to hear your interpretation of the second part. Then, the last one's by the Zen uh, Buddhist monk. He is the most simple writer I've read on these kind of spiritual things. No jargon, no nothing. Uh, I'm going to read this phrase. If you ask a child, why are you eating chocolate? The child would likely answer, because I like it. There's no purpose in eating the chocolate. Suppose you climb a hill and stand on top to look around. You might feel quite happy standing on the hill. There's not a reason for doing it. Sit in order to sit. Stand in order to stand. There is no goal or aim in sitting or in these things. Do it because it makes you happy. His name is uh, Thich Nhat Han, And like I said, I just love his writing. He does not obfuscate. It's so clear. Um, I recommend any of his how-to series. Or you can look at one specific thing he has about work. It's, yeah, simple writing. No, no confusion at all. With that, we're done with the quotes for today. And let's go on to that last thing. Five things I'd like to get my parents to do to get them to take care of their health. Uh, we're already aware of what good nutrition is and what fitness is and why it's important. And we're already on our journey. We're trying to get better at doing a few things. But even here, if you think about it, there are many times when we fail or when we slip up because our old habits come into play or peer pressure, new deserts, something happens, right? And we slip up and then we start again. Our work gets hectic, even though you know you need to sleep. You don't sleep enough. 
blah, blah, blah. Now, when I think about somebody like my parents, their habits are even more ingrained in them. They have had even less of a physical education than me. And their no activity period is much longer than mine. So to get them out of their situation and work on their health is a lot harder than it might be for me. And what's appropriate for me might not be appropriate for them, obviously, right? I do know and believe strength training is relevant and appropriate for almost all ages. Definitely between, say, uh, 11 years old to about 60 years old. But beyond that, we've got to be well, pretty careful. It's still relevant, but got to be extremely careful and be a very solid coach. So instead of generalizing about all parents and all elderly people, I thought, you know what? Let's talk about my parents. My parents are your regular mid-60, kind of sort of unhealthy people. They're not going to be flattered by this, but it is what it is. My mom's uh, diabetic. She grew up eating the usual South Indian diet. The tambram, eat three... Uh, rice items uh, per meal, and then the fun stuff, uh, fried stuffs that make a glorious meal, right? But over the past uh, few years, she's willing to try these, you know, military placement and uh, the satuma of kanji and all that that's been floating about. You cannot replace rice with other grains it's a very marginal effect it's not going to be enough okay so and it eventually gets boring as well in the past years she's added a great habit of walking about five to eight kilometers daily which is wonderful and my dad has always had poor eating habits. He's had poor sleeping habits. Uh, his lunch in his late 30s, early 40s, and I've heard this from multiple sources who worked with him, was uh, a bar of Five Star and a bottle of Coke or Pepsi, whatever. He enjoys walking around with his camera, and, you know, we all have this... A uh, weird person in our family, right, who tells us they walked all across the city and they do it regularly, you know, about 10, 12 kilometers while the rest of us just question their sanity. Yeah, my dad's one of those. So walking always has been a habit of his. He was pretty athletic um, in his youth, but well, that was a long time ago, right? Both of them have realized that they needed to work on their health and lifestyle habits over the past uh, decade. And, well, while I obviously know the textbook answer to do it, funnily, just like how I didn't want to listen to them, uh, they don't really want to listen to me, right? There's something about 
yeah, uh, <laughs> working with family that at least I haven't mastered yet. So the shoe is uh, on the other foot. Uh, both of them did try out the Daily 9, and they saw tremendous results, but the Daily 9 is a, is a bit of a jarring protocol. You need to walk out of it with a, with a few cleaned up habits and go from there. And while my parents were willing to give that a shot, and that took them a few years, to be honest, I see a similar trend with my aunts and uncles and people in their late 50s and 60s just go through terrible health. Now when, let's say, your blood sugar comes off abnormal, um, or you know, the doctor tells you that you're unhealthy, that's when most people seem to take stock. But we can do so much more, we can do so much better just by doing a few simple things. So I thought, you know what, what would I tell my parents and people in my family if they had to start and if they had to just keep doing something. So here goes, five things and a bonus. First one, walk daily, 30 minutes a day. Walking is wonderful for health and it's accessible. If you can walk longer than 30, sure, but minimum 30 minutes. And if walking is not possible because of joint pain, that's a simple red flag. Get that looked at immediately, fix it. Fix that issue. Don't put that off. Second thing, eat better than usual. And for most of us, this means eat lesser than usual. Let me explain. Now, obviously, when they were younger, their activity was much higher just because you know they were more energetic. Their metabolism was different. But over the years, as you start eating, you get just used to eating just a little bit more, eating just a little bit more here and there. And today, with much lesser activity, a lot more sitting, we still tend to eat the same thing out of habit. So most of us probably eat a lot more than we need to, and that's uh, true for the people I am referring to here in my family. So eating about 20% lesser is a good goal and can be accomplished in multiple ways. Two simple ways. One, eat more vegetables, meaning you will automatically eat a lot less rice, which means lesser calories. Uh, the second method is eat slower. And the reason I, I, I specifically talk about eating lesser is if Steadily, you've been putting on weight over the decades. Well, calories in is greater than calories out. So you got to work on calories in. The third, sleep. Seven hours is a bare minimum and a nap. And if sleep is disturbed, it needs to be looked at. Snoring, sleep apnea, get that looked at. And catching up on sleep over the weekend is not a true concept. So sleep well sleep every day. The fourth, got to track blood work and measurements. Maybe once or once in, once in a week or once in two weeks, keeping track of body weight and measurements is useful just to see if, you know, are we adding more uh, 
adipose tissue because more abdominal fat, for example, is a sign of, uh, well, it is a sign of decreasing health. It's, it's related to so many things and it's important to get that looked at. And every three months, tracking lipid profile, that's your cholesterol and stuff, as well as blood sugar, including a marker for diabetes, HbA1c. For some, every three months might be unnecessary, but I'd say every six months at least. The fifth one, see a doctor. Go to the eye doctor, go to the dentist at least once a year, and go see your general physician at least once a year, if not whenever you need to. And the bonus, get a pet. Pets are awesome. So I'm thinking if my parents start doing this, well, they are well, starting to take care of things at least in a very accessible way. If there's one takeaway from all of this, it's simply that while getting older is a given, it is not the same as getting unhealthier. Everything that we relate to, oh, it's just because of old age, oh, I can't walk, oh, my knee hurts, oh, I'm putting on weight, oh, this, oh, I'm not sleeping well. Yes, things do get harder as we age, but a lot of it is also because of terrible lifestyle habits, and I don't mean terrible like smoking 20 cigarettes a day terrible, but just just a little bit terrible, but over decades, it all adds up. And it's never too late to take a shot at improving it. So, let's see. Uh, parents, I hope you're listening to try it out. And, well, with that, I'm done with today's episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you here next Sunday. This is Coach AA signing off. Bye.